It's Thursday, which means it's time for Sobriety Checkpoint's Thoughtful Thursday Morning Meditation. On Thursday mornings, you can expect a thoughtful morning meditation based on a variety of daily readers and written wisdom that I will share my own thoughts or commentary on. You can also expect to hear thoughts and commentary from others that will be guests on my show. Credit will be given to all excerpts read on this podcast, which can also be found in the show notes. Tears roll down your face Reaching for something Someone to embrace To numb pain Welcome to Sobriety Checkpoint. Are you a parent in recovery wishing for peace and emotional sobriety? Do you find yourself up late at night googling things like how to overcome negative thinking, or why is my heart racing? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel resentful and irritable when you put everyone else's needs first and leave no time for yourself again? Hey, I'm Felicia. I'm a 12-step returned therapist, and I too have battled anxiety and that critical inner voice. All I wanted was peace and just a little bit of time to myself. I tried to strive and achieve to find happiness, but that only left me with more anxiety. I finally realized I needed to discover my true identity to find the peace I was striving to attain. In this podcast, you're going to find solutions to navigating mental health, spirituality, and relationships to experience the peace you've been craving. It's time for that desperately sought-after solo target run. Grab your keys and let's go for a drive. There's no judgment or breathalyzer at this sobriety checkpoint. Blinded by the beauty of it all Recognized I was always destined to fall Into deepest dark We are stronger than we think we are So fight and show your strength. Welcome back to another episode of Sobriety Checkpoint. Before we get started, I'd like to invite you to become a Sobriety Checkpoint Insider. By becoming an insider, you're going to get weekly updates with the latest podcast episode, emotional sobriety and self-care tips, as well as early bird access to special offers. You can also head over to Facebook and join my community, where you're going to find other parents in recovery seeking solutions to emotional sobriety through exploring mental and emotional health, spirituality, and relationships. Check out the show notes for the Insider and Facebook group links. I hope to see you in there. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to my show, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Reviews help boost my ratings, which helps other parents in recovery find my show. Thank you so much, and I'm super grateful for your support. All right, now let's get started. Today, I was really having a hard time deciding what to talk about. I was having a hard time figuring out what I should read today, whether it was a daily reader or something else. And the reason that I'm having such a hard time is because the last couple of days, I have really been struggling with depression and I have a hard time with being a downer. I do not want to be a downer. 
Um, but because of how I've been feeling, I think that it's important to just be, you know, raw and honest and authentic. I'm realizing the importance of being able to talk about grief, sadness, depression, especially when sometimes it feels like depression is out of nowhere. It feels like there's no reason. It's hard to understand what's going on. So I decided to Google scripture for depression and I wasn't surprised by the fact that, you know, everything that came up was kind of scripture to try to make you feel better. It was scripture to make you feel better, to boost your mood, to kind of get you out of that pit. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all, but I think it's really important to point out that in real life, we grieve. And in real life, there are hard times, there are sad times, there are times that it's just important to be just real and raw. And I I was actually thinking about texting a friend of mine um, who did a sermon a few years back on this kind of depression and grief. Actually, when I'm done with this episode, I'm probably going to shoot her a text. This sermon just really stood out to me because it was just different than anything I've ever heard. And it really just spoke to the fact that there were people in the Bible who grieved, who complained, who just talked about their emotions. They were dark. They were honest, even volatile. That's really what I wanted to talk about today. So this reading comes from an article written by Whitney Woolard. It's from thebibleproject.com. The article is called Lamentations, the Volatile Voice of Grief, a voice we need to hear. I'm not going to read the full article, but it's going to be in the show notes. So go on over and read the whole article if you'd like to. I'm only going to read a section of it. And this says that Lamentations gives voice to our grief. And in case you don't know what Lamentations is, Lamentations is a, is a book in the Bible. And the definition of lament is a passionate expression of grief or sorrow. I know that's not a word that we use in our everyday life. Lamentations gives voice to our grief. Lamentations can teach us to hear and speak the biblical language of lament, which is crucial to dealing with grief. Lament allows us to fully face and name our pain, and it creates space for future resolution and hope without glossing over our trauma. It gives us permission to protest life's difficulties, to scream, cry, vent, plead, and complain in the presence of God and others. It lets us ask the hard questions without condemnation. Why did this have to happen? How could you allow it? Where are you in the midst of it? It allows weeping without explanation. It might be messy and uncomfortable, but it's the first step towards healing. We could benefit from incorporating both the individual and corporate elements of lament into our lives. For example, if you feel alone, forsaken, or abandoned by God, give honest expression to those feelings. If you are exhausted by life's blows, having lost all endurance or the will to go on, tell it to God. Really, the Bible wants you to do this. Lamentations 3, 17-18 my soul is bereft of peace. I have forgotten what happiness is. 
So I say, my endurance has perished. So has my hope from the Lord. If you're not used to this kind of raw honesty in God's presence, it might seem scary at first, and that's okay. Going to God in your grief is an act of faith all on its own. Chapter 5 then moves us from the individual laments to the corporate cry of God's people. Together they plead. In Lamentations 5.1 Remember, O Lord, what has befallen us. Look and see our disgrace. They tell him how their hearts have grown sick with mourning and their eyes dim with grief. They recount their sufferings to God, pleading with him to intervene. That's a pretty honest crew, huh? The contemporary church could learn from this. Incorporating prayers of lament into a Christian worship service or small gatherings, it says, We see you, and we grieve alongside you. Remember, Lady Zion's plea was for people to see her pain. Corporate lament also provides the space for us to identify with and grieve over all the suffering in the world, especially the suffering of our brothers and sisters who have experienced loss of land, homes, families, livelihood, food, dignity, and humanity. In a global village where disasters, wars, shootings, and famines are brought before our eyes daily, it's natural that we should weep with one another by sharing in the God-given language of lament and crying out, How? Why? Alongside them. Lament, then, is a powerful practice that gives voice to our grief and initiates the healing process. But Lamentations doesn't stop there. If it did, our grief would swallow us whole. Grief of this magnitude is simply too much to bear, which is why God gives us hope in Lamentations that one day, the man who has seen affliction, Lamentations 3.1, would bear the grief we're unable to. I know that there has been grief in my sobriety journey. I know that the process of even getting sober in the beginning felt like a grieving process to give up this thing that for me was the solution, the thing that helped me, the thing that helped me cope, to give up alcohol. It was definitely a grieving process. You know, it felt like loss. It felt like I was giving up uh, a friend. I mean, I remember before I got sober, I had written something about alcohol being like my best friend. And to let go of that was definitely a grieving process. If you're listening to this and if you've struggled with addiction or alcohol in your past or even now, there are probably times of grief, of depression, of feeling ways that probably feel like there's something wrong with you. I know that I've had my moments where when I feel like this, when I'm in these places of complaining, screaming, crying, venting, it feels like I'm doing something wrong. It feels like I must be missing something. I must not be doing something right. Is it something with my steps? Is it the meds? Is it my routines? Is it the time I spend with my higher power? Is it the time I spend with my friends? What is the missing piece of the equation? What am I not doing enough of? I know that that's where I go when I'm in these, in these places. And I think finding this article is so beautiful because I think it gives permission for all of your feelings, for all of my feelings. You have permission to cry. You have permission to scream. You have permission to complain and plead and vent, ask questions, ask why. Tell your higher power what you don't think is fair, why you might be mad 
or angry or resentful. It's just a beautiful thing. God can take all of it. And I don't think this process of grief is a one and done. You get through it and you never grieve again. You know, kind of going back to this article, when it comes to something called corporate lament, it's this space to grieve with each other about the real stuff that's going on in the world. The people who are suffering, the people who are starving, it's an important thing to be able to stop and grieve what is happening. I know that this is for someone. I know that there's somebody listening right now that feels like they're in a pit. If that's you, if you feel like you're in a pit, you know, you're allowed to be there and you're not alone. I know that in that, oftentimes it feels like the loneliest place. And if you're, if you're there, if you feel like you need an ear, if you need to reach out, if you are just in a really hard place, I would love to hear from you. You can come on over to my Facebook group, join and, you know, shoot me a DM. You can send me an email. All of my social handles are listed at the bottom of the show notes. And, you know, you're not alone and you're not broken. There's no defect if you're grieving. I do hope that this episode does bring some hope to you. And when it comes down to it, I guess there is some gratitude in the fact that I was feeling what I was feeling the last couple of days. Because I think without being here in this place yesterday and today, I wouldn't have been able to bring this episode. I wouldn't have been able to do an episode like this. I'm going to read a part of this article as though it was written to you. So here goes. You have permission to protest life's difficulties, to scream, cry, vent, plead, and complain in the presence of God and others. You're allowed to ask hard questions without condemnation. You can ask why. Why did this have to happen? How could you allow it, God? Where are you in the midst of it? You're allowed to weep without explanation. This might be messy and uncomfortable, but it's the first step towards healing. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you take 30 seconds and share it with another parent in recovery who may be looking for solutions to mental health and sobriety? Also, please leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts so other parents just like you can find the show. I'm super excited to know this podcast is helping you. Tune in to new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. I'll see you back here on your next Target Run. Until next time. Cause we are stronger than we think we are. So fight and show your strength. Bring grace from our God. Bring grace from our God. Bring grace from our God, oh, bring grace from our God.